2: I never listen to John Remy's the best part. <laughs>
1: the following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dullamore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Episode 687 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, the talented, the author, mooded Brittany page everybody
0: i'm in a bad mood
1: (laughs) oh you're off mood i don't are you bad mood is it official
0: i'm i'm in a not so great mood i guess we could say yeah and i don't know if it's because i just ate a durian moon cake (laughs) i'm
1: or i'm let's talk about the durian moon cake before we get on with uh what (laughs) is what has made your mood a foul sure yeah I'm a kind of okay with it.
0: <laughs> Have you had it before? Never
1: had durian before.
0: Before the moon cake?
1: Never. No, never, ever. N- okay. Never. I've only seen it like on Andrew Zimmern's show that it's right. like, ugh, scary food.
0: Yeah. Ugh, so stinky. And it's smelly for sure. These cakes smell.
1: And it definitely has an off taste.
0: Yeah. When you first bite much into like it. Much like you're
1: off mood. It's a little weird.
0: Yeah. And then you chew it and it's kind of Okay. I would say it even it raised up to good at one point. At one point, it was good. I, I kind
1: of want more. if not, if for nothing else, than to get rid of the foul taste in my mouth. I,
0: that's how they get you, I think, yeah. is that you need to eat more of it to get rid of the terrible aftertaste, which there is a terrible like,
1: aftertaste. I feel like my breath is kicking right now.
0: I bet it's not good. I bet mine's not good. it's It's like a sweet. Taste, but also like strong, pungent kind of onion flavor, but yeah. not, but not like a sweet onion. That's not what we're talking about here. Because yeah. it, it tastes, it smells rotten. I'm kind of digging it, and it kind of gives you an aftertaste of rot. Like there's just rot in your mouth. It's rotten.
1: Fucking Costco.
0: And <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking Costco. Anyway, we
0: decided to give it a try, and like we said, I, well, we have different takes on it. I'm may, my mood may be affected by it. We'll see what happens. I
1: don't think that's what's gotten your mood afoul.
0: Well, there's several things that are going into it. It could be the durian. It could be... (laughs) I hope I'm saying that correctly. You're
1: still blaming it on the durian. Yes,
0: and it could be the resurgence of anti-mask protesters that are... And I say resurgence because I feel like at one point they were kind of quiet, but now... They're coming back and causing a lot of problems here in Orange County.
1: It seems to me very fucking strange that we live at ground zero for these anti-mask morons.
0: They're really, the ringleader is this woman named Peggy Hall, and if you go and look her up, I think she calls herself a healthy American. She's trying to like build a brand of healthy Americans.
1: All of them got a website and something. They're all on the grift.
0: Oh yeah, she's a big time grifter. She's selling religious exemption cards that you can buy on her website for like, I don't know, 12 or... $15 or something.
1: There's another lady. I can't think of her name. It's like Lenka or something. Mm -hmm. And she has, uh, she's created her own government agency, Mm. the Freedom to Breathe Agency. Right. And she's wearing like a badge when she goes in. And they've actually pre-printed things with the Justice Department's logo on it. (laughs) And they've been rebuffed by the DOJ saying, hey, fuckers,
0: you're going to get in trouble.
1: You can't put our logo on your crazy made ass up bullshit yeah yeah
0: your made up organization well, they, that you just created they're passing
1: out their literature as, as though they're a representative of the government telling store clerks you're going to you're going to be sued you you're going to face prison time right if you don't if you force me or require me to wear a mask in your establishment
0: right so it's really ratcheting next, that up because next level. because Peggy Hall in the videos that I had previously seen when she was just being an exceptional grifter (laughs) she would talk about this religious exemption card and she would say i can't guarantee that it will work but it's nice to have just in case
1: (laughs) you can't guarantee that it'll work because it doesn't work it's not a real thing
0: so she does these videos where she shows up And now many of these anti-mask people that are starting to develop an identity, it's like a feature of their personality that they are like rabble rousers that go up to businesses and film themselves and have like a crew of people with them, a little entourage. And anyway, Peggy Hall tried to get on a a plane at John Wayne Airport Southwest and they wouldn't let her on and she wouldn't wear a mask. And so she filmed herself and said she was going to sue each individual person working at Southwest, not Southwest as an organization, because each individual person was responsible for violating their yeah. rights. And one of my favorite quotes from her was, quote, it's against my religion to muzzle myself with a demonic device. <laughs> That's her religious exemption. Well, listen. Ha- have you encountered these people in public, though, specifically, like maybe witnessed a, a meltdown or... Because I haven't really seen it. I've just seen videos of it. I haven't actually been around it in person.
1: No, but every person I see without a mask on has this, like, go ahead, fucking say something to me look on their face.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm, I've am i chosen not to get into it with somebody because mm-hmm. it's not going to end well for me. I mm. mean, it won't end well for them <laughs> categorically, but it's not going to be good for me. Yeah. It's going to be a bad situation for me because i can't put hands on somebody that's not right it's right. not right for me i'm saying it i know you're giving me the fucking judgmental eyes i'm
0: not giving any kind yeah you of are bias. and you're
1: right <laughs> but why can't i get credit for doing the right thing preemptively that i'm I,
0: you are getting credit you no,
1: are no no you
0: are getting credit i'm very <laughs> glad that you're not beating people's asses in public that's the, really I've nice i've only
1: had really one other than the 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 isolated, like, loudly saying asshole or whatever under my breath after the fact. Yeah. There's only been one occasion where I've actually spoken to someone, and it was, I was in the self, this was when I was in Washington, and I was in the self-checkout area Mm -hmm. where I'm getting ready to go back to my daughter who's undergoing fucking chemotherapy. Right. And a lady is trying to return or get a price on batteries or something and she's taking a bunch of time in the self-checkout did
0: she have a mask on no no oh, mask okay. no mask
1: and i'm uh check waiting i'm also having a problem at the self-checkout mm-hmm. and i'm just waiting you know waiting and the guy who's dealing with the lady and it, it's i didn't even realize she didn't have a mask until she started talking i'm like oh no mask yeah so anyway, he looks over at me and I'm like, Oh no, it's no problem, man. I'm, I said, I'm, um, I got all kinds of time. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I said, I, you might not be able to tell that I'm not aggravated because I have a mask on. And she's like, that's a very good point. And then she's talking <laughs> to me and she oh, says, God. you know, because, uh, that is how we communicate is with mm-hmm. our mouths. Right. I go, you know, ironically enough, it's also how we contract diseases through our mouths. And she goes, yeah, I know that's what they always say. That's the narrative. That's what they go to all the time. So what? You, all right. Dummy. I go, "Yeah, it's science," is what I said to her. It's science. Yeah, that's what they say, I guess. <laughs> and then I just ignored the fuck out of her cuz I'm again don't want to cause a fucking thing, you know.
0: It's and actually then, And though
1: there's more to the story. Where I was living is in a golf cart community. Mm like a everybody lives on community. a golf <laughs> well everybody lives on a golf course yeah yeah so we didn't take the, the the car the vehicle we drove a golf cart to the grocery store yeah it does sound dumb so anyway <laughs> so i go out there to brett who's in the golf cart waiting well first actually he came walking in because it was taking so long just like the story yeah Brittany. i'm
0: i tried to save you just by the way i tried to save you like two minutes ago. i
1: know so anyway yeah we walk out And uh, I jump in the golf cart. We go across the street to the other store we have to go to. Uh And we drive by the lady. I'm like, enjoy your COVID. Oh, my God. And then we're driving by. (laughs) Oh, my God. As we're driving by her, uh, she's like, screaming, you know, something about Trump or something. Well,
0: here's what I have heard from this story (laughs) is that you really changed hearts and minds that day. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I'm not trying to change hearts and minds.
0: No, I know. It's impossible. i are I'm trying what to shame
1: you... these fucking assholes.
0: And I mean, shame is not going to have the intended effect, but it will make you temporarily no, 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 no. feel good.
1: When it, what's the intended effect? You're assuming I have Wanting an Wanting intended... her to put a mask on, no, I would assume. No, I want her to feel like a piece of shit. Fuck you, lady.
0: Well, I don't think she's going to, even with the shame. I, I think that they feel as though they are morally correct. And that is only further reinforced with these grifters who are creating fake badges and fake yeah. organizations that they can then sell to people so that they feel as though their views are legitimized it's very tragic what's happening uh and and like you said this really is the breeding ground for it. I mean, it's so common here in Orange County. And they just had a protest at a local grocery store here. And two people got arrested for trespassing because they're they're trying to make a statement about it. Going into the store, refusing to follow directions. Uh, saying that their rights are being violated. And all you have to do is put a mask on. Yeah, it's really you, not a big deal.
1: For For these people who do say all lives matter, they sure don't fucking act like it. They sure don't act like... Their behavior, which will protect the lives around them, is a... Ve- no, what about my body, my choice? Eh, you're kind of mixing metaphors here, people. You're kind of jumping on the wrong side of your particular uh, political persuasion Yeah, with your, your, your slogans.
0: Well, I was going to say it was also pretty common for people to not be wearing masks when you were in Washington. You noted that about how common that was to see at the grocery store as well. What so. was
1: interesting was the, the ebb and flow... That Mm -hmm. What would be happening that particular week, more people would wear masks. Mm -hmm. By the time I left, more people were wearing them than when I first got there. Oh. I will say that. That's good. In a very conservative area of Washington State. That's good. I mean, where, like, idiots, more more people than not, I saw more Blue Lives Matter fucking stickers and flags in the back of trucks than I've ever seen here. Mm -hmm. And we live in a pretty conservative area here.
0: For sure. So. Yeah. Anyway. So we have some listener communication to get to. Oh,
1: thank God. Saved by the listener communication.
0: And if you, have, if you have anything to say, we'll just start it off here, about anything that we talk about, about any of the episodes, and that includes past episodes, if you're going back to the beginning... We don't really want to hear about uh, it Let's not go
1: crazy I mean, but
0: Maybe maybe you have something useful to say We'll read it and we'll we're a, determine yeah, We're okay? a
1: rolling topical show If you're going to be like Oh yeah, I remember in that one episode Where you had the they had the makeshift memorials On the side of the road I for don't know the-
0: I think we should really talk about James <laughs> Randi again Because he's really <laughs> fallen off the map We don't know what he's yeah. doing Time to make him relevant again You know what I'm saying? Okay <laughs> Hey guys, it was great to listen to the latest podcast with Brian I'm so thankful that things are going well with your daughter i'm excited to have you all back thank you the cardi b convo was hilarious you all were correct in pointing out the hypocrisy that men can be so explicit with their song lyrics but women must be contained even when expressing thoughts about their own bodies hop on top i want to ride i do a kegel while it's inside i would like to add that shapiro's sarcastic remark that this is what feminism is actually about is actually correct though he is too entrenched in his patriarchy to see it. One facet of feminism is that us women should be able to do what we want with our bodies because they belong to us and not others, even if others feel it is vulgar, and even if Christians think we will eternally burn in hell. We should be able to express desires and celebrate our sexuality as it relates to our bodies. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion were speaking for themselves, not telling others how all women want to be pleasured. As for Kamala Harris, I wish someone else was on the ticket. However, this is who we have. I have serious issues with her, but she kicks ass when she wants to. Anyone who doesn't think she is competent clearly doesn't pay attention to her questioning during Senate hearings. Some say that she is too ambitious, and that is a huge pile of hypocritical horse shit every person it's
1: also a typical fucking thing that people say against a a woman who's who's accomplishing shit oh she's too ambitious what the fuck does that even anyway I'll save it till the end of the email
0: Every person runs in politics because they want power, whether it be for selfish or unselfish reasons. Why the hell is Biden running a third, third time? Why does Trump want to win this election? Has anyone said, gee, I don't want to be president, but everyone elected me. Shoulders shrugging. No, you have to go through the process for each state to get on the ballot. You don't go through all that mess if you didn't have ambition. Yeah. Why do people want to work in government for power and influence with either good or bad intentions? The first definition of ambition, according to Merriam-Webster, is an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power, and desire to achieve a particular end. If my eyes and ears serve me correctly, that would include Kamala Harris and everyone in the media criticizing her for having ambition. Love the show. Hearing your daughter is on the way to recovery was the best part. Yeah. By Josephine.
1: Josephine.
0: We love Josephine and Brian. Very... Loyal listeners and supporters of the show.
1: Fantastic. And far away.
0: Very far away. China.
1: (laughs) Or as Donald Trump would say, China.
0: Mm. China. That makes me not happy hearing that. Hearing me yeah i just trump? i'm also donald trump is really upsetting me today it's really bothering <laughs> extra, me extra 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 normally
1: i'm really on board with everything that he does that but is today not, that's
0: not at all what for th- some reason said.
1: today he really <laughs> he really started bothering me no
0: it's just uh we'll talk about it but it relates to QAnon, so
1: oh yeah which is also i think that's contributing to your mood too
0: it is it is
1: because yeah. you've got a lot of dummies on your friends list.
0: Don't say I have a lot. I have too many, and I have like two, and that's too many. It's too but many. They,
1: they hold a meaningful place in you it, with history with you, so it's extra disturbing. I think.
0: Yeah, I have. I have fond memories of people who are posting QAnon things. I, I'm not close to them today, but that's how I'm phrasing it. Is I have I have fond memories of the people who have now fallen yeah. into this this conspiracy. Well, I
1: listen. I agree, um, about everything there. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm exactly, I'm right with Josephine. Yeah. Cause I listen. We, that's who we got now. I'm behind her. Was she a great, uh, was she great always in her life, in her positions of power? No, fuck no, she was not. Mm-hmm. If you want to know just how much Google Michael Cooper Kamala Harris, a man who was framed who right now is on death row, that she had the power to have his case re-looked at and refused. My whole thing is that if you're in a position of power, you should be held to a higher standard when it comes to mistakes. We don't just get a, ah, oopsie, civil and human rights, all right, well, I've learned, let's move forward, give me more power. I got a problem with that. But she is who we have, and... We do have who we have in the White House right now, and there there will be progress, even if it's rolling back the fucking problems that have been created by Trump. Even if it's just that, we have to look at that as
0: progress. What you just said reminded me of a tweet, and it's one of those tweets where they wrote... Uh, a statement and then have a, a picture a mm-hmm. meme so when a politician i didn't just describe a meme I'm, I'm saying that it also has a meme <laughs> on it i realized after i said that that i'm like explain anyway just anyway we're not Get gonna up. cut it out because my it- <laughs> <you>
1: goddamn kids. <laughs> let me tell
0: you what's bothering me today okay uh when a politician says their views have evolved and then it's a picture of dr melfi from the sopranos when she says how many more people have to die for your personal growth that's kind of what you just reminded me of when politicians are evolving their views, it's like you're Mm -hmm. in a position of power. There's real stakes here. yeah. And exactly how long is it going to take you to evolve to the right positions? But this is actually something that's bothering me too today, which is the inability of people to tolerate complexity or engage with complexity. And I, I know that there are many Democrats and liberals who, feel as though we you and me and democrats more broadly liberals more broadly shouldn't be criticizing the ticket uh shouldn't be criticizing the dnc shouldn't be criticizing the the convention that's happening
1: shouldn't be criticizing the fact that they had a fucking sexual uh, serial abuser of women and credibly accused rapist bill clinton as a keynote speaker
0: There are many people who say these criticisms need to stop because what our focus should be right now is getting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris elected. And here's the thing. I shared an article yesterday written by Rebecca Traister criticizing the Democratic National Convention for failing to platform the rising stars in the party who happen to be progressives. The
1: future of the party.
0: The future of the party represent the future generations of Democrats and the future generations of Democrats, by the way, are far closer to AOC than they are to Joe Biden. Yes. So it's strange that they are giving her 60 seconds to speak, that uh, you're not seeing other rising stars like AOC. She's not the only one given time to speak, given a platform. And when you engage with that criticism, you get the same pushback. From Democrats saying why are we criticizing we need to all be on the same page we need to elect Joe Biden and we need to elect Kamala Harris yes we do and I'm going to tell people at every moment that I get where it's appropriate (laughs) to please vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that we need to do that especially if you live in a swing state yeah listen it but you can also criticize. And I think we should be able yeah. to do that. And that's where I'm kind of torn. And I want to hear from the audience. Are you of the position that, like, we shouldn't be making these, this criticism? Is that because you don't trust people to be able to grapple with complexity? Because I kind of get that. But what are we supposed to do? Just accept everybody is perfect and not criticize? I don't.
1: About the, 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 the we're all on the same page thing. We should all be on the same page about voting for Joe Biden to get Donald Trump out of office. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of pages out there that we're not on the same fucking page about. Like (laughs) you said, that the the new Democrats, the the new generation, the next generation, the future of the party is far closer to AOC and the squad than they are Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Conversely, and on the same side of that fucking coin, Joe Biden is a lot closer to John Kasich than he is AOC. Think about that. Joe Biden shares a lot more in common politically with John Kasich, the Republican, than he does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's a fucking problem going forward, and we can vote for Joe Biden, and I would hope, against all hope, That if you're out there and you're one of these people that doesn't want to criticize, doesn't want to criticize, doesn't want to criticize, you'll be ready to start criticizing after Joe Biden takes office. Because that's going to be the only way we push this party left to start actually doing things for people that it's going to matter for.
0: And that's the other thing. You have progressives who are saying uh, I saw a tweet. It was something like the liberals who are saying that you push people left after they're elected. It's like the equivalent of trickle down theory. Trickle down economics. And so there's progressives who are like, why would I participate in this system? Why would I support this? Why would I give someone my vote? And I'm just as frustrated with that. Being a progressive and sitting this election out. What are you what are you talking about, especially if you live in a swing state? I mean, that's absurd. You need to be using your power and your privilege to vote for Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I've said it before and we're going to continue to say it again and again and again over the course of many episodes between now and the election, which is like 74 days away. If Donald Trump wins, if you think things have been bad over the course of the last four years, imagine what the fuck it's going to be like when he doesn't have to face a reelection. When he can do whatever the fuck he wants and not have to worry about public polling. Where he doesn't. To, I mean, today, he's fucking legitimizing QAnon because oh, these people really like me. And we're going to get to that.
0: And telling people not to buy Goodyear tires. So. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> if you know a female who might get pregnant and want choices relative to reproductive health, if you know someone who's gay or trans or non-binary This is going to be a problem if Donald Trump gets to put more justices on the Supreme Court. So get off your fucking high horse, radical progressives, leftists, who who are going to, I'm going to let the system burn. We're not going to have anything left if Donald Trump gets another term in office. We are going to be a fundamentally different fucking country.
0: Who do you think we haven't pissed off with this conversation? (laughs) Let's keep going. Who else should we upset as they listen to this show? (laughs) I think we've covered all of the bases.
1: I'm I'm trying to think if there's more. (laughs) Who else can I... Listen, this isn't by design. We're just having a fluid conversation.
0: For sure. And I want to say, because we haven't said this in a while, that you're not going to agree with everything that is said on the show. And... We try to reinforce this point a lot that we don't just want it to be Jesse D and Brittany P sitting around s each other's D. It's anyway or I, s
1: in your D. I had
0: to do it, and so s in the audience's I know. D, and so the, the collective D. Yeah, and. <laughs> We we want you guys to be a part of this conversation. So that's why we try to pepper in questions about what do you think about this and to try to initiate some of that, because we don't just want to be sitting here talking to each other. We want our views to be shaped and molded by other people. And we have an international audience. We want it to come from around the world.
1: And let's let's be honest. We hope that we're able to shape. Other people's perceptions. For sure. Along the way as well. That's what a conversation is, is about.
0: Yes. So,
1: 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to Idoubtit at com. It's, it's funny that you say that though, because I, I'm picturing certain liberals, certain leftists, in my head, who were following along with the conversation, like, yes, yes, Brittany and Jesse, yes. And then when we took that turn, we're like, oh, wait, no, uh, fuck you guys.
0: Yeah. And that's going to happen. That's going to be a thing that happens for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a complex world and we have only the brain power that we have. We have to navigate this complex world. Yeah. In difficult ways. For sure. Anyway. Thanks for the email, Josephine. Yes. What a great spark for good conversation. Absolutely. All right, moving on.
3: Support for I Doubt It with Dallamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters... Please visit patreon.com slash
1: I doubt it with
0: We would like to thank our new Patreon supporters Sean W.
1: Sean W. Genevieve. Genevieve.
0: And there was no last name written, so that's why there's not a last initial. Shane C. Shane C. Terry C. Terry C. And then we have two Patreon supporters who upped their pledges. That would be Wendell Y.
1: Wendell Y.
0: Who more than doubled the pledge.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. And then I was waiting for you to talk so I could... Yeah. Lexi C. <laughs> Lexi C. A so, lot of Cs.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much to all of you. We very much appreciate all of the support. Like we said, when we came back, it felt so good to be doing the show. We're so happy to be back. We're so thankful to all of you who supported us while we had... A little bit of a break i mean we still did two long distance shows we did kind of get feedback that the long distance shows weren't as good and so they were kind of happy that we didn't do as many of them i did see
1: <laughs> I, I did see one comment that was like i totally expected it to be a fucking shit show and i was actually pleasantly surprised at the quality yeah. of the of like the audio
0: well that's nice that people believe in us yeah that's right. the message that i got from that absolutely yeah so just thank you to everybody again. We really appreciate it. And I know some of you may have fallen out of the routine of listening to us when you typically do just because of the, the distance and how we took a break. But we hope that you will get back to it and put the number in your phone, put the email in your phone and get back to engaging with us. 657-464-7609 or I doubt it at dollamore.com.
1: The other thing, let me make an ask of the audience. If you have not rated and reviewed the show on the iTunes or wherever it is that you, you listen to the show where there's a, there's a vehicle to rate and review, please, please rate and review the show. It, it is a, it is a way. There is a mechanism by which through whatever algorithm that uh, Apple podcasts will. Suggest, even now in the app, in the stupid Apple app, the Apple Podcast app, which is terrible, by the way, at the bottom, they say other shows you might like. And so I would encourage you to, to rate and review the show. It, it will help the show, it'll help build this community that, that is built up around the show. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So, all right, moving on. <laughs> democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism So the Democratic National Convention has been going on. the virtual convention has been going on over the course of the last couple of days. And uh, this last night was the actual nomination of Joe Biden, right. The night before, I believe, right, was Mm -hmm. was Michelle Obama giving a speech. Yeah. uh, As well as um, Bernie Sanders also spoke. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it is very interesting watching the conservosphere make their comments Mm -hmm. and their determinations on their analysis of what's happening.
0: Yeah, because the first day you had Michelle Obama speak, and it was a very powerful speech that was... Well-received across the board, I thought. (laughs) That was my initial thought, because I watched a clip on Fox where I think Dana Perino reacted and and several different people. And
1: actually, Dana Perino said some very laudatory things.
0: Yeah, many of the conservatives on the panel did, actually. Um, And then Jill Biden spoke yesterday.
1: Yeah, Joe's wife.
0: On the second day. Doctor,
1: Dr. Jill Biden.
0: Right. And you had Brit Hume juxtaposing those two appearances and he had strange takeaways
2: this speech tonight by jill biden was tremendously effective in the sense that it didn't have the hard angry edge that we heard last night to a considerable extent from michelle obama and it, and she highlighted things about joe biden's character and temperament uh, that were touched on by others which are real and which, you know, members of of both parties have recognized in him for a long time. He's a very decent guy. He's a very nice guy. He's not an unforgiving guy. Uh, And, you know, the strength that he showed in recovering from the tragedies that he's had in his life uh, is is a meaningful quality. And and the ability that he has to deal with others, to make friends, to, to do business with political adversaries, is a is a valuable quality as well and I think that that came through in her and I think she came across as very likable tonight.
0: So, don't know if you heard that but wow. here's here's the central thesis. Jill Biden, likable. Michelle Obama, angry.
1: Hard angry
0: edge. So, I don't know if you guys watched the speech, you really should. You should really take time out of your day. I think it's 16 minutes long. You should watch Ob- uh Michelle Obama's speech. Anger. Yeah. No, that is the wrong word. Don't even know where he's getting it. Well, I do know where he's getting it, yeah. and it's called racism. He, I mean, it's just—it's absurd. She was emotional. She wasn't even coming across like forceful. I, I don't no. even understand what he. When has
1: Michelle Obama ever done that?
0: Yeah, it's just like you said. It's 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 racist.
1: You got to twist yourself into a fucking pretzel to to try to fabricate michelle obama into an angry black woman she is decent and loving and and kind and metered and she's just she's fucking that's why she's like the most popular person on the fucking planet
0: yeah it it, and then jill biden is likable
1: of course right so what what is the difference there
0: right Mm. so Britt hume really great political analysis very good sir (laughs) how much do they pay you for that Unbelievable. A lot, a lot, I'm assuming. Well,
1: it's it's amazing, and this isn't a cheap shot, but he, he's praising Joe Biden for things about overcoming personal tragedies and being forgiving. He's he's not putting that into practice in his own life. Right. I, I knew his son, Sandy, when I worked on the Hill.
0: Brit Hume?
1: Yeah. Hmm. And he he killed himself. And wow. and why has brit hume not if he if he admires those qualities and that's tragic and terrible and i'm not i'm not shitting on brit hume but wh- why not if you admire those qualities and those characteristics in joe biden not try to do a little bit more of um implementing them into your own character
0: mm-hmm. just um, curious yeah anyway well sorry to hear about his son who died by suicide
1: yeah it's uh terrible. It's terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh moving on, uh this is a clip we pushed in the last couple episodes and I really we've wanted to play it and we're still going to play it. It happened a couple weeks ago and this is Bill Barr sitting down with Mark Levin, the fucking nutball friend of of Sean Hannity who's now business partners with Glenn Beck. And the reason we're going to play this is because it really does demonstrate just what we're up against with a Donald with a second Donald Trump term. And that The the corruption runs so deep throughout this type of an administration, this authoritarian streak where you have these cronies at the highest levels of government doing the bidding of a despot.
3: Staffed an attorney general, Edwin Meese. We had some very difficult hearings from time to time. I've never seen anything like this before. Obviously, it was coordinated. The goal was to have you up there and try and treat you like a pinata. Absolutely disrespectful. What were you thinking? What that was going on, and what do you make of this? You've been Attorney General twice now.
4: I think they were afraid to have me speak, and so they decided to burn up all the time and not give me any time to answer. Uh, so I quickly caught on to the tactic. And what
3: do you make of the change of the whole nature of hearings now? I mean, they accused you of being a murderer, a terrorist. Um, I was I was getting nervous that somebody might grab a, a Molotov cocktail from right. behind the table and throw it at you. What, what do you make of this?
4: Well, you know, I, I have the perspective of having been Attorney General 30 years ago and now, and I thought things were uh, partisan and tough 30 years ago. Nothing compared to today. Things have fundamentally changed. And I think what has happened, and I've been thinking about this, because... Uh, You know, in the old days, you could have friends across the aisle. You know, politics was part of your life, but it wasn't all consuming. It wasn't everything you could, you know, have communications and so forth with others. But it's now become all consuming for many people. And I think what's happened is that the left wing uh, has really withdrawn and pulled away from the umbrella of classical liberal values that have undergirded our. Our society since our founding, and um, you know when within the family uh, we we 've had two ways of resolving disputes: one is discussion, the dialectic, the marketplace of ideas, trying to arrive at the truth. We had an idea that there was some truth to arrive at, and then, if we couldn 't reach agreement, a vote and that 's how we that 's how we operated nowadays you have i think the left has essentially withdrawn uh... from uh... this model and really represents a Rousseauian revolutionary uh... party that that believes in tearing down the system that what's wrong about america today all has to do with the institutions we have and we have to tear them down and they're interested in complete political victory they're not interested in compromise they're not interested in dialectic exchange of views they're interested in total victory and that's it's a it's a secular religion it's a substitute for religion they view their political opponents and they uh, you know as evil because we stand in the way of their progressive utopia that they're trying to reach and uh, that's what gives you know the intensity to the partisan feelings that people feel today because for them this pilgrimage we're all on is a political pilgrimage. Everything is reduced to politics. For people who don't have that perspective, politics is important, but it's not the whole purpose of life. Do You think this sort of Rousseauian
3: ideology or Hegelism, that, that ballpark, do you think it has devoured the Democrat Party in the last couple of years now? And does that explain why during this hearing and in other opportunities, they will not condemn the violence. They will not condemn Antifa. Ted Cruz had a hearing the other day. One of the Democrat senators would not condemn Antifa. Do
4: you think that's part of it? Absolutely. I mean, I said during my hearing, can any of you just come out and say it's not okay to burn down federal courthouses? Hmm. I mean, they talk about the rule of law. They talk about the importance of of the federal uh, legal system to protection of civil rights well the heart of that is our court system and they're not willing not one of them piped up to say no it's not okay to be burning down federal courts why some of them are true believers some of them are uh, essentially revolutionary in their outlook they believe in tearing down the system but many of them are just cowards uh, who are mostly interested in getting reelected and are afraid for, uh... you know uh about a challenge from the left so for them it's careerism you know i sort of like my current gig and i'll do anything to stay here and i won't stand up for what is right i won't stand up for the country i won't stand up for our institution
0: uh, did you listen to that last sentence there i mean that's yeah. that's donald trump that's donald trump what what a very normal appearance from the united states attorney general
1: unbelievable that this is the man who's who's in who's charged with enforcing our civil rights laws who's in charge with enforcing our voting rights laws this is the guy this is the guy who uh says that things have fundamentally changed i thought it was bad 40 years 30 years ago oh my god it's so much different now what's different bill barr is it that George H.W. Uh, Bush isn't president? Or is it that Donald Trump is president? Or, or or did the change happen before that? In the secret meeting that Republicans held during or or just after Barack Obama's inauguration that they were going to obstruct and delegitimize him at every single step of the way? What could it be? Oh, well, I wonder. This is the guy who's going to be making the legal arguments to justify gassing immigrants at the border gassing american citizens in the streets of washington dc and portland and minneapolis and wherever else americans start to exercise their constitutional rights to assemble and redress their government this is the guy i don't like comparing trump and trump administration officials to nazis But the Nazis had a legal framework for doing what they did. Deep-seated legal arguments that could be made to justify the horrors that they visited upon the Jewish people. I'm not saying they're getting ready to round people up and kill millions of people. But certainly the philosophies of, of, of using the law and perverting it are absolutely at work here
0: you know who's been going very hard on this lately is mark Marin. <laughs> i love mark maron i listen to his podcast pretty regularly it's like a
1: newfound respect for him you have i think
0: yeah he just had 21 months so or 21 years oh my god <laughs> sorry uh, 21 years sober yeah yeah. and he is he's just he's he's a very interesting and inspirational figure his girlfriend recently passed away and he got on his podcast and it was really raw and processed his emotions out loud on his podcast, very fresh pain and going through it. And he's been very open going through grief. I just think he's a good example.
1: So but back to the Trump thing, he's going hard on on Trump, all this shit. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you.
0: I I can talk about how much I love Mark <laughs> Maron for a long time. So thank you for interrupting that. <laughs> but he talked about a conversation he had with his dad where he went off on his dad for conspiracy theories about i believe it was related to coronavirus because he's been uh, watching one america news and one america news by the way is like a step above several steps above fox news yeah, in yeah. terms of propaganda yeah it's
1: in between fox news and QAnon, which we're gonna get to.
0: Yeah, they always have their reporter standing in the back of the press briefing room, and she gets called on. She's always standing up. She had a mask hanging off her ear last time, which was a positive development. Normally, she's not... She doesn't have one. Today, she
1: didn't have a mask on with the questioning that we're going to hear.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Chanel something, I think, is her name. Chanel
1: Rion. She changed her name. Her dad is a grifter type. He has multiple aliases as well. Interesting. Yeah. So, I just looked her up the other day, because I was like, what the... How did this idiot get a job she claims she went to harvard when she went to some harvard extension program that's Mm. not really i mean it's you know exactly what you would expect yeah with these grifters that you know circle donald trump and his idiots so her
0: hair always looks nice
1: well she does work for the uh the same network that gave tommy Laren her start Mm. so on to this presser that just happened uh, a couple hours ago, that Donald Trump, there's only two, there's two things we're going to talk about. It's very short. Usually what he does now is fill up the time reading like kind of a, the same canned coronavirus briefing thing that he reads every single day. And then he takes a few questions. Now this morning, or maybe it was yesterday, Donald Trump tweeted about Goodyear. And as a result of that tweet that I, I should find Brittany, so you can read it. Um, The company lost 4% of its value in the stock market overnight.
0: Don't buy Goodyear tires. Wait, wait.
1: Let me just so we're on the same page. This isn't just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. This is the president of the United States of America attacking a company, a domestic company that makes products here in the United States.
0: I also I didn't read that accurately. Sorry about that. Don't buy Goodyear tires. (laughs) They announced a ban on MAGA hats. Get better tires for less. This is what the radical left Democrats do. Two can play the same game, and we have to start playing it now.
1: So (laughs) I guess Bill Barr thinks this is okay. Mm -hmm. That he is diminishing the value of of, of a union American company. For a political vendetta.
0: So let's talk a little bit about how this started, because in addition, like you said, the stock prices dropped, but also a Republican mayor announced that his town will no longer use Goodyear tires for police, fire and emergency vehicles. Right. So this is having... A a ripple effect, not just from the 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 stock market, but also other Republicans now taking a page out of Donald Trump's book and attacking this company. Yeah. So Donald Trump tweeted this one day after a news station in Topeka, Kansas, shared a photo of a slide that was leaked from a Goodyear employee who claimed that it had come from the Goodyear's corporate office in Ohio. And on the the slide, you can see a heading that says zero tolerance. And then there's a definition of what is and is not acceptable to wear according to their company policy. So under a column that says acceptable, you have two bullets that read Black Lives Matter and lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender pride and then in a column labeled unacceptable you have blue lives matter all lives matter maga attire and politically affiliated slogans or material so according to politifact it's not clear who made the slide or if it's authentic and goodyear actually released a statement and they say quote the visual in question was not created or distributed by goodyear corporate no was it nor was it part of a diversity training class yeah and this is because the company dress code from Goodyear prohibits pro-Biden stuff as well as pro-Trump.
1: Yeah, just political shit in general.
0: It's just a ban on politically affiliated stuff. And and when I was reading this, I'm like, huh, it's interesting that it would say Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ uh, slogans or photos or whatever are acceptable, but these other things aren't, and... Goodyear is saying, Well, that's not our slide. Yeah. That's not of course. that's not from Goodyear corporate. But
1: Donald Trump does no, he's not into fact checking. He's not into finding out what the nuance of the situation is. All he is into is attacking and harming the interests of an American company. Which, by the way, his whole mantra is America first, America first, buy your things that are made in America, except for all the things that I manufacture in China and sell on my websites. Right. Except for those things.
0: Well, what a What an amazing situation we're in to have the president of the United States, like you said, attacking a company. Yeah. It's
1: it goes to exactly what Michelle Obama said, that the words of a president can make markets rise and fall. Right. It's important we have someone in there who is of a respectable nature of their character. Mm -hmm. And that's not who we have. So anyway, Donald Trump was asked this just a few hours ago, and this is what his answer was.
4: Yeah, please, Mr. President, I want to ask you about your tweet earlier today on Goodyear. It was essentially calling for a boycott on Goodyear tires. Do you want the federal government to stop buying and using Goodyear product as well? And is there well anything I'm not happy can...
5: with Goodyear because what they're doing is playing politics. And the funny thing is the people that work for Goodyear, I can guarantee you, I poll very well with all of those great workers in Goodyear. And uh, when they say that you can't have Blue Lives Matter, You can't show a blue line, you can't wear a MAGA hat, but you can have other things that are Marxist in nature. Uh, There's something wrong with the top of Goodyear. And what the uh, radical left does is they make it impossible for people to do business if they're Republican or if they're conservative they put out all sorts of effort uh, don't shop there they do th- vicious things not so different than what you saw on the streets of portland two nights ago what
1: kind of boycott do you oh no, i don't know
5: that's up to people but i wouldn't recommend it if they if they want to hold political speech if they want to let you not do what everybody's doing if they want to wear a MAGA hat, or if they want to wear a blue lives—you know what Blue Lives Matter, right? That's policemen and women. <laughs> oh, uh, is that what that that's is? a terrible thing. Oh, that's a terrible thing. So they're using their power over these people, and these people want to wear whatever it is that we're talking about. You know that, and so, so I would be very much. Uh, in favor of people don't want to buy there. And you know what? They'll be able to get a good job because we set a jobs record over the last quarter, as you know, the most jobs ever in the history of our country. Uh, You'll be able to get another good jobs. I think it's disgraceful uh, that they did this. Please go
0: ahead. So all the people who get very, very upset about cancel culture are very, very upset about this, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're just outraged that Donald Trump is participating in cancel culture.
1: And also, you look, it's okay. They'll get another job. I mean, the the, the unemployment rate's only just over 10%. Yeah. They'll be able to find a good job somewhere else.
0: Right. <laughs> so many jobs.
1: Listen, he said that the left is doing vicious things like calling for boycotts. <laughs> and then he says, don't shop there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But so is this not vicious? It's not vicious when he does it, but it's super vicious when the left does it.
0: Mm-hmm. Projection. Did a, you know that? Goddamn. Did you know that Blue Lives Matter refers to the policemen? I didn't know that. Yeah, that I, is that
1: is fascinating.
0: That's that should be breaking. That's news. an
1: illuminating piece of information he just gave us.
0: Super valuable. You know what?
1: You know what that is, don't you? <laughs> that's policemen. Oh, and and women and and women too. Goddamn. So anyway, the most disturbing element of this entire press conference was when Donald Trump was finally asked, was finally asked about QAnon, these fucking idiots, these dangerous idiots who believe in this conspiracy theory, which the the FBI has come out and said, this poses a a, a domestic terrorist threat. To the country.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what it is, first of all, for those of you who may be lucky enough to not know what it is. Yeah. I reminded of my godfather when I brought up Kim Kardashian like six years ago, and he was like, who's that? I'm like, (laughs) oh, just amazing. Oh,
1: bless you, sir. Would love
0: to live in that head. So, um, QAnon is based on, obviously, unfounded claims that there is a deep state That is run by political elites, Hollywood celebrities like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend.
1: Tom Hanks, they believe, is involved in a sex, child sex ring. Right. Uh, Uh.
0: Business leaders, whatever, that they're all pedophiles and they're actively working against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles
1: there's cannibals in there somewhere too
0: yes yes they also believe that like chrissy Teigen has eaten children that is something that they believe
1: they don't really Not have just a, her but they, they she's one of them they don't really have a problem with donald trump being good friends with jeffrey epstein for decades and all the video of of donald trump slapping women on the ass and like oh biting his lip as he's dancing with them while oh jeffrey God. epstein looks on they don't they don't have a problem with that. Don't. That must have been him just setting up the sting.
0: My tum did not like that description. Ugh, yeah, I automatically fuck. felt sick. But also, this was a beautiful meme going around where a More. meme is where there's a picture I and then there's the words. Explain.
1: When... Expl- now that we know what Blue Lives Matter is, tell me what a meme is.
0: <laughs> so, Nancy Pelosi, nasty woman. He, he's called all kinds of women nasty, but then he was asked about Gurlaine Maxwell. Yeah,
1: or however you say her name.
0: And just gonna go with that and she
1: you might be right i have no fucking idea
0: and and he said that he wishes her well yeah 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 he wishes her well and they said the the reporter i've was seen like, the meme uh, it's
1: it's it's nancy pelosi nasty woman hillary clinton nasty woman aoc nasty woman uh uh
0: maxwell elizabeth
1: warren the nasty woman girlie maxwell i wish her well
0: yeah and that's You're what really he said. you really
1: taking a bite out of crime. And, you that's, know. and
0: that's what, uh, and I remember the reporter saying she's awaiting, like, charges. Yeah. And she's awaiting her trial for charges of sex trafficking. There's and
1: insurmountable you... evidence against her. She, the, the man who was her boyfriend who she worked for, who she uh, uh, organized young women to be violated and raped and assaulted and abused by Jeffrey Epstein and others... Jeffrey Epstein's already been convicted of this. It's not like, oh, well, we're not sure. The case is kind of flimsy. It's not.
0: Yeah, so we explained what QAnon is, and the the problem with it is it's... We
1: just scratched the surface. It's nutty as fuck.
0: Very brief, yeah. But the the problem with it is is that it's on the internet, and you have all these internet sleuths who believe that they're uncovering evidence of flight logs (laughs) and pictures, and there's all these groups. Twitter just last month said that they were going to delete 7,000 QAnon accounts and link. Limit the reach of 150,000 other accounts.
1: Just today, Facebook. Are you going to read that? Yeah. Okay. They
0: plan to delete 790 Facebook groups and 100 pages devoted to spreading QAnon. So this is substantial. Yeah. They have a reach. They are elevated by the president i mean according to media matters donald trump has amplified tweets from accounts promoting QAnon conspiracy theories at least 200 times which
1: only gives fuel to their psychopathic fire
0: and that was through at least 120 individual accounts some of them more than once and so what donald trump did today was move from a simple retweet and promoting it on twitter to from the briefing room giving it Legitimacy.
5: We'll take some uh, questions. Yeah, please. Um,
0: during the pandemic, uh, the QAnon movement has been appears to be gaining a lot of followers. Can you talk about what you think about that and what you have to say to people who are following this movement right now?
5: Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh. Uh, which I appreciate. But I don't know much about the movement. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in... Popularity and from what i 've hear it's these are people that when they watch the streets of Portland, when they watch what happened in New York City in just the last six or seven months, but this was starting even four years ago when I came here almost four years. Can you believe it? Uh, these are people that don 't like seeing what 's going on in places like Portland and places like Chicago and New York and other cities and states and uh, I've heard these are people that love our country and they just don't like seeing it. So I don't know really anything about it other than they do supposedly like me and they also would like to see problems in these areas, like especially the areas that we're talking about, go away because there's no reason the Democrats can't run a city. And if they can't, we will send in all of the federal... Whether it's troops or law enforcement, whatever they'd like, we'll send them in. We'll straighten out their problem in 24 hours or less. Okay. Well, at,
0: at, the, at the crux of the theory is this belief that you are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind?
4: Or well, means? I haven't.
5: I haven't heard that, but. Uh, Is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? If, uh, If I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we are, actually. We're saving the world from a radical left philosophy that will destroy this country. And when this country is gone, the rest of the world would follow. The rest of the world would follow. That's the importance of this country. And when you look at some of the things that these people are saying with uh, defund the police and no borders.
1: All right, and then he just rambles on for another 36 seconds uh, about this kind of a thing, trying to trying to formulate this argument that that's what they're in it for here is about the police and the Portland and Antifa or whatever the fuck, and that's not at all w- what it's about.
0: And he knows that, by the way. Of course
1: he knows He can that.
0: pretend that he doesn't know what it's about, but he knows what it's about. For as much as he's on that phone on Twitter late at night. Yes. You're telling me that he's not in the in the accounts that he follows, please. Also with how he has promoted QAnon and retweeted yes. the tweets, he knows what it is. And this is actually scary because it sends a message to these people. And we have seen the real world ramifications of conspiracy theories like Sandy Hook for example. Yeah. And the ways in which these people go offline and into the real world To participate in actual in-person harassment and can be violent and unhinged.
1: I would I would challenge somebody to look at these most dedicated of these QAnon people who show up in public and they've they're like remember the MAGA bomber and his fucking crazy van remember that guy I I, I defy anybody to be able to 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 create that there's no space between that kind of obsession dangerous violent obsession. And the kind that we witness with these QAnon people. There's just not. And that's why the FBI did declare them um a serious national domestic terrorism threat.
0: A potential domestic terrorism threat. And then you also had Combating Terrorism Center at West Point say, quote, it's a public security threat and potential domestic terror threat. So this and, is And we have
1: the Donald Trump, the president of the United States, standing there in the White House briefing room, giving them light, giving them Exposure, giving them legitimacy. Right, it's it's unfucking conscionable.
0: Yeah, and who knows what the consequences are going to be of it? I'm sure that it is going to rally the troops on these various Facebook pages. They have overtaken the hashtag Save the Children, uh, which is supposed to be about sex trafficking advocacy, yeah. and they have overrun those posts with their QAnon bullshit.
1: They've even even your ding dong friend. Mm-hmm. is even mixing, like, masks, right. anti-mask propaganda in with it. Because if a child is wearing a mask, they're easier to traffic. They're easier to hide. They're easier to... Uh, it's just yeah, fucking insidious. There, there was
0: duct tape over the kid's mouth that you couldn't see because they were wearing a mask. Right. Because, you know, when you kidnap kids, and then you, like, take them out in public with you to stores and stuff? I always do. And you put a mask on yeah, yeah. and, like, take them out into public i think that's what i think that's a strategy that that kidnappers the
1: problem is it's these idiots they really are keyboard warriors who believe they're they're breaking down the intelligence infrastructure of our country that this deep state that they're uncovering it from fucking google chrome get the fuck out of here you morons
0: i think they're professional researchers
1: (laughs) (laughs) a little inside callback good (laughs) time. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think, 657-464-7609. That is going to be it for episode 687, unless there's something else that Brittany Page has to say. Nope. Brittany Page does not have anything else to say.
0: Just burping up durian over here.
1: Burping up the durian. Anyway, we'll see you next time. We love you guys. Please consider supporting the show, helping produce the show on Patreon. Go to com slash Patreon. Also... If you're gonna buy something on Amazon, if you're gonna help prop up the nefarious billionaire who's getting richer and richer and richer by the day, Jeff Bezos, eh, why not cut into his profits a little bit? And he has to give us a little money. Go to Amazon.com, go to Dollamore.com/Amazon, and uh, you know we'll all uh, be a little better for it. But don't shop on Amazon. That's really the that's really the message. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dalimore. This has been I Doubt.